This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're talking about surveillance. And um, we've talked about it before, right? And I think for a lot of us, um, the assumption is you're being tracked. Your phone is keeping an eye on where you go and what you do and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, what? how far does this go? Who gets involved? Who's controlling it? There are so many questions. We're going to have a conversation about something called, well, it's smart cities, but it's focused mainly on these new smart streetlights, essentially, that are being used in some American cities that are... I mean, they're the unblinking eye in the sky, pure and simple. That's what they are. They're they're a streetlight, but they do so much more than that. And like so many things, when we talk about technology, they start with good intentions. And the people who bring them in tell you it's only going to be used for the best of purposes. And then down the road, things change. And uh, that's what's going on in the city of San Diego and, 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 as I say, some other locations. And it'll only spread. That's what happens with technology because, um, you know, it, it just grows. It just spreads. It creeps, if you will. So we're going to have a conversation about that with John Lawrence. Um, John is an author, and his latest book is Dream State, Smart Cities, Technology, and the Pursuit of Urban Utopias. Uh, he recently wrote a piece in the Globe and Mail on this about this very topic uh, based on his book, and uh, he joins us now. John, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Um, let's just start. Before we get into some of this smart city technology, the fact is a lot of this surveillance is already going on, right? I mean, we, uh, we're, we're on camera a good portion of our days now, aren't we? Yeah, no, there's a ton of surveillance that um, your closed-circuit uh, television and uh, video cameras all over the place in public space. And, you know, we can find a tremendous amount of information about individuals online. So that's yeah. the world we live in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think most of us have come to understand that, at least in some capacity. But but this is new. This uh, the, the essay that you wrote in Globe and Mail was kind of an eye-opener, I think. I didn't even know these things existed. Um, we're talking about tech that cities are already using in some instances. Um, smart streetlights, would that be the best way to describe it? Yeah, I think that that's the there's a broad category, and that would be a good description. Tell us how it works. I mean, specifically, we're talking about ones in San Diego, but they're in other American cities. So uh, how do they work? What are they? Well, so it begins with this push by a lot of municipalities to replace uh, streetlights, which were traditionally used sodium bulbs yep. with LED bulbs, um, which use a lot less electricity. You know, they can be controlled remotely. They, they last longer. And the manufacturers, um, in some cases, began to sort of add functionality to these um, new streetlights. Um, and this is what happened in San Diego. There was a subsidiary of General Electric that was promoting a product um, called City IQ, which uh, was a smart street light. It, so it, it was an LED light. Um, it had a sort of a carbon reduction um, sort of, you know, angle to it. Um, but it also included some other um, elements. So it included some sensors that would, uh, you know, pick up sound from 
the street. It had a sort of a wide-angle video camera embedded in it. Um, And the city of San Diego's ostensible reason for installing these was carbon reduction and also to sort of monitor the use of um, bike lanes in certain parts of the city and also to monitor the use of parking um, spaces. So that was, you know, a perfectly straightforward uh, objective. Yeah, that was the reasoning when it began. But of course, as so often happens with tech, it changed, right? And their use and how they were used expanded into areas that caused all kinds of issues, primarily around crime and police investigations, right? Right. So what happened is that the um, the San Diego Police Department um, realized that the cameras that were in, you know, on board these these uh, streetlights could be used in um, investigations. So, you know, if somebody was assaulted on a street, uh, you know, they could access the video footage, which was stored for about seven days, I think, and, you know, see if they could find out, you know, more um, information about what was going on. So it was it was recognized as an investigative tool. And, you know, the thing about the police is that, you know, they they look for information wherever they can get it. Yeah. And so when once it became known within the municipality that the police wanted access to these videos, um, you know, they, the city couldn't really refuse it because they're not legally in a position to withhold evidence that the police want for a criminal investigation. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Well, that's the thing. I mean, is there anything wrong with that? Because like we, we, we talked about earlier, there are so many cameras. And if you watch any real-life crime show at this point, as soon as a crime happens, police go banging on the door asking for doorbell footage or if there's a convenience store they want their footage. The list goes on. So, I mean, is, is this really that different? So it's, it's different in degrees. Um, and so one of the things that's important is that the... Um, you know, there was a lot of concern raised. This was a big political issue in San Diego about, um, you know, kind of using these cameras, using the video equipment to surveil neighborhoods, right? To see yeah, what was yeah. going on. So in anticipation, not in criminal investigations, but, in, you know, just sort of, you know, kind of keeping track of things. And, you know, if you think about streetlights, I mean, there are a lot of streetlights in a city. And so, you know, so they, they, they have a broad coverage. Um, the the city um, and the manufacturer, um, it's important to note, said that, you know, the resolution on these cameras wasn't sufficient to identify individuals that were down at the sidewalk level, but it was still considered to be 
something that was more surveillance-like than was desirable. Um, and the the lights also were tended to be installed in lower income and neighborhoods with a lot of racialized people. And so the the municipality and the mayor's office did not enjoy a lot of trust. It's a fairly polarized city, and this became a flashpoint. And as is often the case when it comes to technology, the policy wasn't in place when the lights were installed, and now they're trying to play catch-up and come up with some sort of rules to deal with this. And, and, and I mean, that's the problem, right? It, it's largely unregulated, and we try and apply policy after the fact. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> there was... It, this really gets into the weeds of like municipal procurement, which yeah. is a, like a deadly topic. But essentially, what the city did is they did not reveal the full range of capabilities of the equipment to the public and to the decision makers. And so they they kind of you know, and General Electric is a San Diego company, and they wanted a sort of a, you know they wanted a big customer as a showcase customer, and so it was kind of presented in a certain way um, that. Uh, you know, that was very benign, and it turned out that it had these secondary uses, which were alarming to people. And um, and so, as you say, the city of San Diego basically had to, you know, they had to kind of turn them off for a while mm. and sort of, you know, go backwards and sort of fill in the details that they'd failed to sort of acknowledge to the public when they bought these things for, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And it's not just San Diego, right? It's been installed in other cities have taken this up. Yeah, so they so I mean, as I said at the beginning, there are lots of different types of smart street yeah. lights. And um you know, I think that the the key differentiator is whether or not they have video on them. Um uh but you know, they you know, General Electric was trying to sell these to lots of different municipalities and different cities are looking at, you know, LED street lights and smart lights that, you know, they, that can be operated remotely. So it is definitely a thing that's sort of expanded into other um, cities and, um, you know, and there are these questions about unintended uses and mission creep. Um, and I think that this, the San Diego story is really a great case study of yeah. what happens if you don't sort of fully inform the public about what you're trying to, you know, about the capabilities of these technologies. I mean, we have traffic lights. Traffic lights are an old technology. Everybody knows what they do, and they don't do too many things. They go red, they go yellow, they go green. They have, you know, they, you know, they have different cycles, but you know what they do. And, you know, these devices are more like your phone, your, you know, your cell phone, my cell phone sitting next to my computer, and it does like a ton of things, and I had no, I have no idea what most of them are. Right. Um, but in the context of public space, where you know people are, you know, could be observed, um, you know, without their knowing it, or could be overheard um, without their knowing it, this is a more serious. Um, it's a more serious challenge, and cities have to kind of be much more candid about what they're trying to do. Yeah, and have some policy and have the clarity before instead of trying yeah. to play catch-up. That's the worst problem. We seem to get into that all the time. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing about I mean, this is the thing about technology. Yeah. You introduce it, you know, you don't know what it's going to be able to do. That's right. Um, and so that's, a, that's kind of a given um, with just about every technology that I can think of. But, um, you know, there's a higher bar for uh, technology that's being bought by public entities like municipalities 
that are used in public space. Um, and you know, I, what I argue in the book is that cities have to work harder to sort of figure out what those other uses might be and work harder to you know, gain acceptance from the public who will be subject to these technologies. Exactly. Yeah. John, fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Thanks for your interest. Thank you, sir. That's John Lawrence. Uh, John is an author. His latest book is Dream State, Smart Cities, Technology and the Pursuit of Urban Utopias, uh, talking about this smart technology. And, you know, I mean, at some point, don't you, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's the way it should be. But isn't the assumption, I mean, who doesn't have a doorbell camera now and what convenience store and what business doesn't have surveillance camera? You're probably on camera more than you're not if you're out in public at this point. But I guess the city installing it and saying, oh, we're only going to use it for this. We'll monitor. You know, if there's a lot of bikes on the camera, then maybe we can do something with bike lanes. And then it turns out they're actually surveilling what's happening down on the street.